Welcome to the Whole Indie Show, your home for your weekly slice of indie goodness. So it's natural that I ask myself, is this a risk I'm willing to take? And the answer, absolutely. If you know something about me, you know that I am trying to change the wave of the future. Jesus was change with Innocence once lost can never be regained. Darkness once gazed upon can never be lost. All things truly wicked start from innocence. Because I want to see you, see me, smash her up. Come and play. What I want is Brian Danielson's head on a stick. This is my challenge to everybody on the independent scene, and that's to fly. Try to be the best in the world. With your host, Ashley Richardson. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I knew we'd tear the fucking roof off. <laughs> and welcome everybody to... <clears throat> the return of uh, the whole indie show. A week away, uh, just because um, time happened, time passed, and everything combined, and wasn't able to make it in time. So I thought I'd leave it because there wasn't a huge amount of shows happening. Turns out I made a fatal mistake uh, because, dear Lord, I've got a lot to cover in the next God knows how long. Who will have to see? So, we've got a lot of stuff to preview. I think at least a dozen shows, roughly, give or take. And we've got uh, results from some big shows over the past couple of weeks. But first we get to the news, and man, a lot of news. So, first, um, the Young Bucks have officially signed with Ring of Honor in... I guess somewhat of a surprise because they've been there pretty much uh, officially sort of for a year. But now they've put the uh, pen to paper and they are now uh, contracted Ring of Honor wrestlers. They're not uh, freelance guys. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Now, as they put it, free agents are no longer, as uh, they put on Twitter. Uh, Matt did say, though, that uh, although they are signed with Ring of Honor through the deal that they've done... They can still do New Japan stuff, and they can still do pro wrestling guerrilla stuff, but their final dates outside of uh, Ring of Honor, PWG, and New Japan will be uh, the final uh, 2CW Squared Circle shows uh, coming next month. Outside of that, you will only be seeing them in PWG land, New Japan land, and Ring of Honor land. I guess they're all associated with Disneyland. I don't know. But speaking of the free agents, uh, Michael Elgin is officially a free agent again. Um, He's still working with Ring of Honor. So I believe it's sort of the same deal as Roderick Strong's on in that, you know, uh, rather than being contracted through, uh, it's going to be a case of Elgin will be able to go round to uh, other other companies and promotions while still being able to do what he does in Ring of Honor. 
because uh, he sort of come back into the favour of quite a few of the fans uh, over the last few months. Roddy obviously is the same, but he's still PWG champ, so this could mean, of course, that Elgin is coming back to PWG again, which would be great to see. Speaking of PWG, they have uh, tweeted out this week that the All-Star Weekend 11 is their next show, and it's going to be coming December 11th and 12th, so just in time for the holidays. Uh, PWG. If you also go to PWG's uh, Twitter and Facebook, you'll find links to their full Thanksgiving sort of sale thing. You can get uh, any five selected DVDs for only $40. Uh, not inclusive of shipping, I believe, but even to shipping out to shipping outside of the U.S. At least when I clicked on it, or at least outside of North America, worldwide shipping, it's about sixty dollars. So about twelve dollars a piece. I don't know whether that means it's going to be taxed as well. I'm not sure how that all works, but either way, uh, PWG is going to be coming back you know I've, with the DVDs I think it's it's not every show that they've done and every compilation but it's practically every show certainly with the modern or the last few years worth of stuff it seems to go up to Tremendous 4 which was uh, back in June-ish I think the tournament the show I think before Bola from what I can remember off the top of my head but Quite a few of the shows over the past few years are definitely in there. And going back, I think, to some of the earlier ones as well. But the full list of everything is on PWG's site if you go there. So more Ring of Honor news, which is an interesting little bit. This is stuff we can mention because it's obviously been put out officially by Ring of Honor as part of a press release. Uh, Jay Lethal will be defending his Ring of Honor world title against AJ Styles. And the Kingdom will be defending the tag belt against the War Machine at uh, next month's final battle. Which is confirmed not only to be at the 2300 Arena, but will also be on pay-per-view. And it is worth noting... Uh, PW Insider does note it, and to think of it, it actually is true. It will be the first ever, it will be the first, well, it will be the first live pay-per-view from that venue since ECW's very first show, Barely Legal, in 1997. So, 18 years. Actually, over 18 years, I believe. But yes, Ring of Honor Final Battle coming to pay-per-view from Philly. Let's hope the power doesn't go out at the end of this one. Uh, They've also confirmed Brutal Bob Evans versus Cheeseburger from that as well. In terms of uh, some of the stuff that happened on the tapings, which we'll get to, uh, ACH apparently suffered a concussion in Kalamazoo on the Friday. So was held off from working for the Saturday show and from another date for another show the following day. Uh, AJ didn't work but was at the shows due to an injured back while wrestling Kazuchika Ricarda at the King of Pro Wrestling show. 
Uh, it was exacerbated on a long flight to Italy for another promotion, and the hope is he'll be okay as long as he rests it. Which explains why he's wrestling this weekend for New Japan. Uh, now, some big news. Um, uh, La Rosa Negra, uh, the former high-speed champion in stardom, and of course, you know she's been doing wonders in quite a few of the uh, female indie scenes. Certainly uh, Valkyrie, and I think she's had a couple of shows on Shine. I'm not sure. But yeah, La Rosa Negra uh, injured both her knees while wrestling for the promotion a few weeks back, and it was so bad that she was unable to walk when taken to the hospital. Uh, she went un- underwent surgery to her, I think, her right knee, but they also did her rest- left knee as well. And, uh, yeah, they, well, she, she, she got flew back to the U S or Puerto Rico. Uh, the operations happened. Uh, she is, uh, on crutches at the minute, but she, luckily she is moving about. So, um, uh, to help her though, uh, Malaya Hasaka has set up a GoFundMe for, um, her, uh, situation. Uh, the link it should be pretty high up on the page for the the Facebook page for so facebook.com slash the whole indie show just search whole indie show you'll find it you'll find the link uh, if you can help out please do and uh, if you can't just spread the word certainly uh good on uh, good on malaya to uh, good on malaya to uh, set that up though certainly now we've got some WWE news. Uh, we have official names for... Well, we have official signings for some of the big things for development, or at least in terms of the indie scene. Uh, first one, though, isn't entirely in that section. Uh, Patrick Clark, the guy that everybody let, raved about and then got thrown off tough enough for apparently no reason. Uh, he has now been signed up to developmental along with uh, quite a lot of the, quite a, well, not quite a lot, quite a few of the people that were on Tough Enough that didn't win. I think all the runner-ups are on, and or both runners-up, and a select few others are on there. Also, we've got confirmation, Biff Busick, a.k.a. Christopher Girard, uh, is um, been signed up in the, the latest batch of developmental signings. Also, Eddie Orengo, who I didn't notice the name at first, but doing the research, uh, CZW's Bandido Jr. So, I don't know what's happened. You know, Azriel was like, man, you got a. <laughs> I don't know. But good on Bandido. Uh, Adrian Reese, Mathena, that was the one we sort of knew about. And the official confirmation that uh, Rich Swan is also heading over to developmental. So, yeah, that's, those are the other names. There's other, there's other ones not from the indie wrestling scene, but those are the big indie names that uh, are officially in developmental as we speak. Uh, we got a little bit of J- Japan news now. So uh, there was a co-press conference between the DDT and New Japan promotions. Both presidents were there. 
uh, and formally announced that Kota Ibushi would be out of action long term due to suffering from a cervical herniated disc. Uh, he's been out of action due to a high fever, which caused him to miss a DDT uh, event a few weeks back, as well as their Okinawa tour. Uh, he was also apparently suffering from numbness in the left side of his body, and this was obviously a major cause for concern. So after a close examination, the herniated disc was diagnosed, and the doctor immediately said he can't compete at all. Uh, the president of DDT, Shinshiro Takagi, announced he'll miss the rest of this year as well as the beginning of next year. And also with that, the uh, KOD tag belts, which Ibushi held along with Daisuke Sasaki, have now been vacated. Uh, Ibushi also apparently has a book coming out, but the launch events have been now cancelled. And uh, the New Japan president uh, in also uh, made a statement regarding this, uh, Naoki Sugabayashi, uh, saying that uh, Ibushi's contract with New Japan is nearing the end of its yearly cycle, but he's putting it on hold until Ibushi returns and wishes to give Ibushi a chance to return and make a decision on whether he wants to re-sign or not. Uh, so, yeah, so that has affected this weekend's uh, upcoming show, which we'll get to in the second part. Uh, Tier 1 have confirmed a double main event, or at least a double main event so far for their next show, uh, Rise or Die Trying on the 4th of December. Uh, the FIP World title will be on the line, Caleb Conley defending against Granakuma, and uh, the Tier 1 title itself, uh, the world title, uh, will be defended by Luke Hawks against Rude Boy Riley, who won the number one contendership match at the last show. Now, uh, woot, 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 woot. I would do, like, you know, air horns or whatever, but, you know, big alert here. Beyond Wrestling has managed to organise yet another raw alternative. I think it's number three. I think it's raw alternative three. It might be number four. Uh, coming this Monday. And the key thing to note is due to WWE Raw being in the UK, Raw Alternative 3 is looking mostly at different UK promotions. Uh, there is a one match as well from WXW over in Germany, but they're going to tour Germany as well as part of this European tour. So confirmed so far are nine matches. I don't know whether anybody, any are going to be added. I'm not sure. But these are the matches which all should be all should be things I'm probably going to check out if I can. It's going to be confusing having one stream with the indie wrestling and one just trying to catch up on what the hell's going on with Raw. Either way. Uh, from Attack Pro Wrestling, there's going to be a one-on-one with Mark Andrews taking on Pete Dunne. Uh, Empress Pro Wrestling will have a triple threat with Addy Star, Chardonnay and Kaylee Ray. From Fight Club Pro, uh, the Hunter Brothers of Lee and Jim Hunter will take on the Wolves of Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. From IPW UK, it'll be Jimmy Havoc taking on Sammy Smooth. Preston City Wrestling Showcase is Dave Mastiff versus Adam Cole. And I've heard a, a lot of good things about that match from when it happened uh, a, uh, a couple of months back, so that should be good. Also, Progress Wrestling's one. And I've, I've been catching a bit of Progress Wrestling recently, and uh, 
I think I, I think I because I've been a bit forgetful of the UK scene, we might be bringing that into a bit more of uh, the show. Uh, the big thing with that, it's Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tommaso Ciampa. Again, with that one, I've heard a lot of good things. So I can't wait to see that. Uh, from Southside Wrestling, Will Ospreay takes on Roderick Strong. Uh, title Wrestling's contribution will be El Ligero versus Rich Swan. A lot of these seem pretty good, actually. And then uh, finally from WXW over in Germany uh, will be the six-man tag of Big Daddy Walter and the team of Hot and Spicy comprising of Axel Dieter Jr. and Demac taking on the Cerberus team of Robert Dreisker, Julian Nero and Ilya Dragunov uh, with Adam Polak as their manager. So a good set of matches there. It's with uh, with events having taken place, which tells you that this is being recorded on Thursday. I think it's going to be an interesting night, not only for the raw alternative stuff, but for everything happening in all of wrestling that night. But then again, that's going to be broadcast live when Raw's on. You can probably catch the spoilers from WWE Raw when they happen three or four hours before. <laughs> Um, Kenny Johnson has put out a couple of new docs one uh, on his own channel which is a documentary on Sozio from uh, CZW, Nico Sozio uh, but also they've uh, he's partnered with Evolve Wrestling uh, to do some mini docs for them uh, the first one is uh, featuring Timothy Thatcher so you can go check that out on Evolve's uh, YouTube page. And the other one is on Kenny Johnson's own page as well. Uh, Beyond Wrestling. Speaking of them for setting up the raw alternative stuff. You know, Drew Cordero. God love you, son. God love you. Uh, some news for the tom- Tomorrow 4. Uh, coming over Thanksgiving weekend of Saturday, November 28th and Sunday, November 29th. Uh, one match that's confirmed, not part of a tournament, is Jonathan Gresham taking on Matt Tremont. But then uh, with the tournament, uh, the way it's been structured this time is it's singles and tag team. So it's both. Uh, and it's going to be Fatal 4... I think, I think it's Fatal 4-Way Eliminators, as it usually is. Uh, so on it, confirmed to be competing... Uh, in the tournament so far, out of the 16 names for each uh, section. In singles action, we've got David Starr, Francis Kip Stevens, Jay Freddy, Leo Rush, Brian Gallion, Travis Air Gordon, and Fran- uh, and that's written twice, which is a bit weird. Um... I think there's supposed to be seven names, but I've got a name twice, so I don't know. And then the tag teams, we've got the Canam Connection, The Hoods, JT Dunn and Kimberly, Massage NV, uh, Milk Chocolate, The Scumbag Nation, and an- another name that's duplicated. I'm not sure what's going on beyond you've got duplicate names. I'm not sure. So, it's uh, set for night two. Uh, there's going to be a tag team gauntlet along with the tag team and singles finals for TFT4. 
Uh, and also for the first time ever, Donovan Dijak takes on Chris Hero. So there's some Beyond stuff for you. I told you we've got a lot of news. I'm probably already confusing you already. Uh, so uh, Cubs fan has got some new updates regarding uh, Lucha Underground Season 2. So uh, there's no word when it's going to be back. Uh, they've started doing preliminary film work already. So that's probably, you know, your vignettes and your inserts and all that stuff. Uh, the matches themselves will start taping next Saturday, um, November the 14th. Uh, we'll also be taping on Sunday the 15th. And they'll also be taping the following week on the 21st and the 22nd. Uh, it looks as if all tickets for that have been given out. So basically, if you know somebody that's got one, that's the only way you're going to get it. Uh, in terms of future tapings, uh, they're taping on December the 12th and 13th. Uh, and then for 2016, uh, free tapings that month on the 9th and 10th of January, the 16th and 17th, and the 30th and 31st. Uh, those are the only known tapings so far. Uh, ticket information for those uh, normally announced a couple of weeks in advance are closed out within hours, so... Basically, if you want to get tickets, you are in the area. Follow at uh, Lucha El Rey on Twitter and set it up to basically get a notification every time they post a message just so that you know when the tickets open up again and you can try and get a ticket. Uh, they've said they're going to start somewhat airing around in January. They haven't said exactly when, but uh, it's at least some point there. In terms of television stuff, it's pretty much not changing. The shows are going to be still airing on the El Rey network and uh, also on Unimas in Spanish lang in sp the Spanish language. But I don't think there is uh, anything really going on outside of that. Uh, there is some rumors though about online video services uh, saying that they're talking to a specific provider which is rumored to be netflix but there's no confirmation about it and it's just sort of rumors so basically you might have to do it the old-fashioned way and get it illegally if you don't get it uh so in terms of who's there and who isn't um alberto patron alberto el patron obviously is headed back to the e so uh he won't be back uh Apparently, as soon as Lucha Underground restarted uh, for its second season, Hernandez got his official release. Uh, so he won't be returning. Big Rick has been telling German promoters that he was retiring and that the match, that he, the last match that he had on the last set of tapings was his last ever thing. But then told his agent he wasn't retiring. So And then he told people he's not coming back for season two. So you'll have to see if bloody Nick Fury's back. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of other rumoured names um, that might not be there. Angelico and Prince Puma are said to be aspects uh, or wanted by WWE. Uh, Prince Puma's brother from another mother, Ricochet, has uh, obviously been doing some stuff with Japan. Uh, and there's hints that New Japan or Dragon Gate are interested in signing him at the minute. Uh, Disciple of Death, Barrio Negro, sort of 
left for a couple of days, apparently. It says here, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you don't want to know. So I guess I won't look any more into that. Thanks, Cubs fans. Uh, Sexy Star had apparently, uh, had apparently had an exciting off-season of marriage, semi-new magazine spreads, and not much wrestling. Um, okay. Apparently broke a collarbone over the summer and has uh, got out of a sling last month. And was at a AAA press event and listed as making an in-ring return just uh, a few weeks before Lucha starts taping. So, possibly she'll be uh, she'll be back. Uh, I'm just trying to see. Uh, in terms of new people, heavy rumors on Rey Mysterio. Uh, Jeff Cobb seems to be... Uh, uh, rumored Chili de Melissa is also uh, being uh, reported. Speedball Mike Bailey seems pretty likely because he started working with AAA recently. Uh, Ray Horus and uh, Flamita have been talked about again, just rumors. Apparently, though, they have added more in ring women to the show. Uh, no specific names mentioned. But uh, there's, there was what apparently Tyre Valkyrie has been advertised on indie shows as a Lucha Underground Luchadora. So it could be, you know, it could be marketing because obviously most people in America will will not really give a damn about AAA instead of Lucha Underground. But, you know, that could be a sign. Who knows? Uh, there were some rumors about Will Ospreay. But the deal with that is uh, all Lucha Underground talent has to be located in North America for cost and availability reasons. So if that was the case, Osprey would have to relocate to LA and at the minute he's not interested. Uh, there's a lot of rumours going about about it. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, sticking with though the Lucha Underground AAA stuff. Um, so... <laughs> It's confusing. Uh, so the card for uh, the show coming up, I believe it's next weekend, Guerrero des Titans, Titanes, uh, War of the Titans and all that. Um, it was supposed to be, I believe, Brian Cage and Alberto El Patron fighting each other. They sort of obviously can't do that anymore because of a WWE deal. Uh this has resulted in Mysticis being removed because obviously he's now went and joined AAA. Uh, sorry, CMWL. Don't know what's going to happen there. Um, oh, I no, I see. So it was supposed to. Be, so it was supposed to be. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be Brian Cage. Oh no. To have a look. Um, I think it was supposed to be Mysterio versus Mysticis, but that never happened. So that's why um, Cage and Alberto were added. But then obviously Alberto couldn't wrestle. So in his place for the show that happened on the 2nd of uh, December, um, in the place of Alberto Del Patron, was Dr. Wagner Jr. The guy who... I think this is his 17,000th time he's been in AAA. 
he returned to replace him. Uh, it's worth noting as well on the on the entire card, El Hayo de Fantasma actually worked twice, which you know it's it's not usual, but you know props to him. I mean, you have to say. Wrestled in uh, mid card and then in the main event as well to sort of rescue it. I don't know. Um, basically, because Johnny Mundo couldn't compete either, because I'm not sure what he was doing. So uh, Pentagon Jolita then got involved, and then at the end, Doctor Wagner Jr. turned on Ray to give the Rudos the win, and it seems to be pointing towards because they still haven't announced the card, at least as of recording that I'm aware of. It seems to be pointing to Mysterio versus Dr. Wagner Jr. happening next week. Which would be interesting if it wasn't for the fact that this is, as I say, the 17,000th time that Wagner's been in this company. Don't be surprised if next week he suddenly decides to go to CMLL again. But uh, if you didn't think that was crazy... So there's another promotion in Mexico called IWRG. So what happened is in the event that they were in, uh, a wrestler by the name of Golpedor um, was apparently booked to lose. And... Uh, did lose, but uh, right. So basically, uh, the finish came in not the intended way, and IWRG have been total idiots, if I can say that, because they have. So their response to what went, why it went wrong was that they couldn't overturn the referee's decision uh, and that apparently the promotion doesn't control the outcomes of the matches. What? Just... Duh? So, yeah. The thing is, of course, over the last four or five years there's been at least six or seven different incidences of uh, the commissions basically reversing uh, the decision and this is you know the commission as in you know the promotion or whatever or the Mexico State Commission I should say so the commission restarted the match in 2011. Well, basically, there's been a lot of restarting the matches. Uh, a few uh, uh, changing wins, foul wins into DQs. Uh, a draw, then added an extra fall. Just a load of things. Uh, yeah, the, exp- yeah, the explanation was they didn't overturn the finish because he was supposed to lose uh, because they... Don't, yeah, he was supposed to lose because they do control the outcomes because all Leech Libre is determined outcomes and is not actually a legitimate fight between people. I don't know. 
that's just that's just the craziness of that promotion. Who were just whatever. I laughed at it when I was looking. You know, they couldn't change the decision because they don't control it. I'll leave it there. Seriously, I'll leave it there. So, uh, I'm going to go sort of chronological as possible with the results. Looking at the time, I might be splitting this into two parts because I've got a lot of results to go through. So, uh, we'll start off with New Japan's first set of uh, Road to Power Struggle shows that we're covering uh, from Kurikan Hall. So, this is two weeks ago, Saturday the 24th of October. Uh, in terms of uh, the big, well, the the stuff that you, most people will want to know about from this one, there was your usual sort of six-man, eight-man tags to build it up because most people are focused on the Super Junior Tag Tournament. But uh, before that started, they did announce that New Japan and, uh, well, New Japan and CMLL will be continuing their partnership and that CMLL will be returning to Japan in January of next year for CMLL's Fantastica Mania 2016. And a total of six shows will be held between the 17th and the 24th. Uh, 17th in Kochi, uh, 19th in Kyoto. Uh, Osaka on the 20th and then a triple header on Friday the 22nd, Saturday the 23rd and Sunday the 24th all three shows being at Currican Hall so uh, Fantastica Mania will it be Fantastic will it be Mania, will there be Mysticis, who knows so then the Super Junior Tag Tournament, uh, the first round uh, matches uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly of Red Dragon Beat uh, Jushin von der Liger and Tiger Mask 4. Following the Chasing the Dragon on Tiger Mask. Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta Beat Kenny Omega and Chase Owens. With Beretta hitting the strong zero on Owens for the win. Uh, the Young Bucks beat Rosuke Taguchi and Mascara Dorada. With uh, the Indie Taker on uh, Dorada. And then Matt Seidel and Ricochet. Uh, beat Kushida and Alex Shelley with Seidel hitting the air Seidel on uh, Alex Shelley for the win. So the semi-finals from this become uh, Rapongi Vice of Romero and Beretta taking on Red Dragon of and O'Reilly and Seidel and Ricochet taking on the Young Bucks. Uh, the semi-finals will be coming up in a little bit. Uh, FIP's Fallout, uh, the two-night six-man tag team showcase, Fingermy Bob and All Vet Jazz. I don't know why I said it like that. That's a bit weird. Either way. Uh, so, uh, the schedule for this one, we basically had a lot of matches. <laughs> A bit of matches that... Uh, whoa, what was that? Um, so, uh, the schedule for this, the first round, which was basically the first night, there were a few other non-tournament matches, which I'll get to. So, first up, uh, Team Tier 1 Wrestling of Sunny Kiss, Ruby Riley, and the Carnivore Alex Mason beated, defeated Team PWX of Ethan Case, Corey Hollis, and John Schuyler with Kiss pinning Ethan Case with a split-legged moonsault. Uh, the Viking War Party 
victorious over Team Ronin Pro. Uh, so that's Alexander Rudolph, Frank Wyatt, and Jake Parnell beating Edward Malkin, Mike Monroe, and Trevor T.C. Reed with a top rope double stomp. Uh, the submission squad of Gary J., Evangelistico, and Austin Blackburn beats Team Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment of Murder One, Jimmy Rave, and Chip Day with Austin Blackburn pinning Jimmy Rave. Team Trans South Wrestling, comprising of Chase Cauliflower Brown, Peter Kassa, and Cameron Cade, beat Team I Believe in Wrestling of Aaron Epic, Josh Hess, and Rhett Giddings, with Kassa and uh, Cauliflower Brown double-teening Aaron Epic. Then, in non-tournament action, uh, Caleb Conley retained the FIP heavyweight title against Jody Christofferson with a Mishinoku driver. Then, uh, back to the tournament... Don't know why I said it like that. I guess I did. Uh, Team Maryland Championship Wrestling of Leo Rush, Ken Dixon, and Joe Keys were victorious of, over Team WWA4 of Odinson, Stitcher Cyrus, and Black Baron, with Leo Rush hitting a frog splash on Stitcher Cyrus. Team Proving Ground Pro of Dirty Jake Durden and Team IOU of Nick Iggy and Kerry Awful beat Team American Combat Wrestling. Of Sideshow, Jason Cade, and Jason Falcone, with Jake Durden making uh, Falcone pass out to an Asiatic spike. Then there was a non tournament Ring Warriors tag team attraction as the Slambinos of Francisco Frankie the Fum Chiazzo and AJ Booty Giannazzo, accompanied by Tommy Sweets Pinarelli and the Dom Pete Cannon, uh, defeated Cade, Canadian and Colossal of Kennedy, Kendrick, and Bucky Wells. And then your final two... Uh, your final two matches for the FIP uh, tournament thing. Uh, freelance Wrestling, of Isaias Velasquez and the four-star heroes of Matt Nix and Chris Castro, beat Team Inspire Pro Wrestling, of Steve O'Reno, Davey Vega, and Jojo Bravo, with a double-stomp package polder over combo on uh, Jojo Bravo. And then Team IWO Mid-South of uh, the Rejects of Reed Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch and Trick Davis uh, beat Team Outlaw Wrestling of the Hooligans of Devon and Mason Cutter and Paul Bronson when Murdoch put one of the cutters for a table with a Canadian destroyer off the top rope with an assist from Reed Bentley. By God, he lived up to his name, I guess. <laughs> uh, night two, uh, saw this continue on. Uh, which opened with the quarterfinal matches. Uh, Tier 1 Wrestling beating Full Impact Pro after Sunny Kiss hit uh, Evangelistico with a DDT. Proving Ground Pro beat Maryland Championship Wrestling uh, when uh, Jake Durden got Leo Rush to submit. Freelance Wrestling uh, beat Trans South Wrestling with... Uh, Nick, uh, Matt Nick's giving a package pole driver. Oh, I see. Um, Nick's hit a package pole driver, and then Castro hit a double stomp, and then Isaias Velasquez hit a pole driver to uh, Cameron Cade. So basically, he got rinsed. <laughs> uh, then the final quarterfinal uh, saw the Viking War Party beat IWA Mid South via Rudolph and Wyatt. With a double choke slam onto the knees and Parnell with a double stomp then onto Reed by Gar Bentley. 
So you got your semi-finalist there. Next was the Opportunity Knox Flash Fray for an opportunity to wrestle for the Hollywood uh, Heritage title against Maxwell Chicago. In it were Jason Cade, Ace Andrews, Trevor Reeves, Stitcher Cyrus, Devon Cutter, Edward Malkin, Odinson, Tyrannus, Jackson James, Bob Bronson, Black Baron, Jody Christofferson, no, I'm still going, Francisco Chiazzo, Rex Bacchus, Richard Delicious, uh, Mason Cutter, Ethan Case, Mark Monroe, Danny Vegas, Steve Reno, and Nick Depp. Quite a lot of people wanted to get the win. Uh, Stitcher Cyrus, though, out of them, did get the win. And we'll go on later in the night to try and take on Maxwell, or try to take Maxwell Chicago's uh, heritage title. So the semi-finals, uh, Proving Ground Pro beat Freelance Wrestling with uh, Iggy pinning Knicks, and then Tier One Wrestling uh, beat the Viking War Party. And afterwards, the Viking War Party attacked Tier One. So I don't know what's going on there. Shenanigans. Uh, then the Florida Heritage title match happened. Uh, Maxwell Chicago retaining over Stitcher Cyrus with a super kick and a sit-out powerbomb. And then your final, the Fallout final. Nothing to do with Fallout, the game. Some people might wish it. Uh, team Proving Ground Wrestling were victorious over Tier 1 Wrestling. Via uh, Jake Durden hitting the Asiatic Spike. On uh, Alex Mason, who passed out and it was over. And uh, Proving Ground Pro are the FIP Fallout 2015 champions. There you go. Um, Next on the results, uh, well, I guess the only stuff I can really bring up that I'm aware of. Oh, no, what's, hang on, what's that doing there? Oh, I see. I'm saying... Okay. The notes are... I'm trying to read them as I'm going through. The Purge, I don't have any results for. I haven't been able to find any. Um, Or at least I don't think I have. I might... I should have probably looked or whatever. But either way, uh, some big stuff coming for the next show, December 11th. And I did want to bring that to you. Although I couldn't find the results. So, um, Civil War is coming December 11th. The poster is very sort of stylized, similar to the Captain America name. What a surprise. Uh, Some big matches set there, though. Uh, For the first ever time, uh, there's going to be a women's match in House of Glory. And it's going to be Sonya Strong taking on Kimberly. She'll be good. Uh, Also, for the first time ever... uh, I think. It might have happened in WWE. I doubt it, though. Uh, PJ Black, the former Justin Gabriel, takes on John Hennigan, the former John Morrison. And then the big one, uh, the steel cage match between Brian XL and Amazing Red. Whoever loses leaves House of Glory for good. So we'll have to see what goes on there. Uh... Next up, uh, MYWC, uh, their House of Madness show from a few weeks back uh, in Deer Park. Uh, show opened with uh, Jesse Vane, Mike Werner, and Talon beating the Fella Twins and DJ Hyde. Uh, Apollyon, victorious over Alexander James. Jay Red and Ultimo Maya, victorious over Joe Attell and JT Cassin. Uh, Anthony Nice, victorious over Tyler Murphy. Uh, Bam Sullivan and Boo Sullivan, 
taking on the Big O. Uh, that went to a no contest, even though it was a two-on-one handicap match. Not sure what happened. Uh, the Brother Club, Braden Knight and TJ Marconi, uh, managed to beat the Academy, Vaden Ball and Justin Ventura. King Mega got the win over Papadon. Uh, Willow Nightingale got the win over Marty Bell with Sammy Pickles as being the special special guest referee for that match. Uh, Joe Gacy uh, retained the Fusion title against Matt Justice. And then in the FBW Tag Title TLC match, oh, I see, it was for both the NYWC and the Fiber Wrestling Tag Titles. So both were on the line. Uh, Flawless and Lawless managed to beat Milk Chocolate and uh, get both titles back. And per the stipulation, I believe, because I haven't seen anything saying otherwise, uh, that means Milk Chocolate must break up for at least one year. So there you go. Uh, On Point Wrestling, uh, next to covering the results, uh, they had their Masters of the Match show back, um, I'm trying to think, a couple of Saturdays ago on the 24th. Uh, the show opened with Matt Tremont introducing the tournament participants and Shelley was in- interrupted by Loudy and Oz Tyler. Uh, Oz and Loudy let the faithful know that Oz couldn't compete, but officials found a suitable replacement to face Joey Janela later for the title. Oz and Loudy then uh, left the ring. Tremont then finally introduced all the participants for the Masters of the Mat tournament. However, once they left, Mark Angel made his way back to ringside to say something to the bulldozer until security made him get to the back so uh, in the first round of the tournament uh, Machine Sand Shields beat Brute Van Slyke, Granakuma got the win over two hot skews got Drew Blood uh, beat Azrael and Tony Deppen beat Unbreakable Andy next outside of the tournament was the freeway unlucky 13 staple gun match and it was Connor Claxton getting the win over Jimmy Lyon and Jeff Cannonball uh, afterwards, however, Jimmy Lyon went on a verbal tirade on Jeff Cannonball. Uh, this forced Cannonball to snap and took out Claxton with a Tiger Driver. Crazy stuff happening there. Uh, so then we get to the semi-finals. Uh, so first up, the Sam uh, in the first semi-final, Sam Shields defeated Drew Blood to go into the final. Uh, after this, uh, out came Xavier Cross to say goodbye to wrestling and joined his longtime tag partner Drew Blood. Uh, Oz, Loudy, and Matram on the ring. Uh, just as he said goodbye, however, Xavier blasted Drew Blood with a Yakuza kick until Tremont covered Drew uh, from further onslaught. Then Mark Angel returned through the back door and attacked Tremont as they brawled all around the venue, eventually getting pulled apart by the locker room and all the staff. Tremont would then challenge Angel to a street fight for their third year anniversary show in January. Uh, after that, the after all that stuff, um, if you can call it that, uh, the second semi-final happened uh, with Granakuma beating Tony Deppen. Uh, then, for the On Point Wrestling title, uh, Joey Janela beat the debuting Sozio to retain the title. A bit of a CZW connection right there. Uh, after Janela retained, however, Oz and Loudy made their way to ringside to Janela's displeasure. And Janela was aware that Oz still got his rematch in January, but Janela wanted to make it a no-rope barbed wire match. Um, I guess the phrase is... Ow. (laughs) And then finally, um, 
uh, the Masters of the Mat final itself. Uh, Granakuma beat the machine Sam Shields. So, uh, uh, that's led into a few announcements for the January the 2nd show. Along with uh, Angel and Tremont and Janela versus Tyler in the No Rope Barbed Wire match for the OPW title. Also confirmed, uh, Tony Deppen faces Unbreakable Andy in a rematch from the quarterfinals of the Masters of Matt tournament. Uh, in the grudge of all grudges, Xavier Cross goes one-on-one with Drew Blood. And Connor Claxton go- faces Jeff Cannonball one-on-one as well. Uh, next, uh, we'll go to Beyond Wrestling and the Gratitude Era uh, from a couple of Sundays back. Uh, show open with Tracy Williams beating AR Fox via submission. EYFBO, then uh, victorious over John Silver and Rex Lawless. Sugar Dunkerton uh, made a successful return in his open challenge, beating Stockade. Uh, David Starr beat Matthew Palmer with a suplex. Team Tremendous uh, beat the Crusade for change of uh, Darius and TJ uh, with the Doomsday device. Donovan Dijak uh, got the win over Jonathan Gresham with a go-to-sleep, gorilla press, and a springboard elbow drop. So, not one, but three, I guess. Uh, Team Firebrand... Uh, the team of Brian Fury, Travis Ed Gordon, Ken Zagami, Anthony Green, and Brick Maston then beat Team Hardcore Jesus of Anthony Stone, Davy Cash, Chris Pyra, Ace Romero, and Xavier Bell, with Fury hitting a pop-up powerbomb on Boston Crab on Anthony Stone. Shenron beat Amazing Red. Uh, the Kingdom of Bennett and Taven with Maria, uh, victorious over the hit squad of Dan Math and Steve Mack, or Monster Mack. Uh, JT Dunn got the win over Yaka, and then uh, this led into Chris Dickinson taking on JT Dunn. Uh, Dickinson won after hitting Dunn with a chair. Afterwards, Shemron and the hit squad come to the rescue to end the event. So, I think some stuff is happening there, I think. We'll have to see. So, I think with that, uh, I'm going to cut... I'm going to cut it for here for now. So when we come back, yes, it's going to be a second part as well as a third this week, it seems. Uh, Quite a few more results to go through. Um, Some Ring of Honor stuff, including some spoilers. Uh, We've got some Shikara results, uh, four of them to go through. We've got some more New Japan, uh, some Dragon Gate, and quite a few British wrestling stuff, which I did want to cover last week, but didn't get the chance to, which... um, sort of uh, disheartened to say because I I really would have loved to because I think there's quite a lot of stuff on the British scene now that's uh, getting my attention so uh, as if my as if my life doesn't get any more good so all that will be coming up in the second part of this week's Holy Indie Show after this break
Are you a fan of the SNS Radio Network? Want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the SNS Network? Well, let me tell you how. You can check out the Facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash SNS Radio Network. On Twitter, follow us at SNS Radio Network. You can follow me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson, at SNS underscore JJSexA1. These are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the SNS Radio Network. SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Yeah, second, not final. Keep saying that every time. Don't know why. Anyway, uh, next we go to Ring of Honor for uh, the results. And uh, first up is the Glory Boy on a TV tapings. One of these might have already aired. I'm not sure. All this is spoilers for the next few minutes. You know, keep an ear out while I cover them, you know. If you want to skip the whole Ring of Honor stuff, you can. I'm not sure how far it's going to be. But uh, certainly skip ahead. And if it sounds like I'm talking Ring of Honor, skip ahead a little bit further. Either way. Uh, before the tapings, there was a Future of Honor match uh, with Samson Walker beating Hakeem Zayn. Afterwards, Brutal Bob challenged and called out Cheeseburger for a match at Final Battle. Which Cheeseburger accepted. That's why we couldn't confirm that's already happened outside of the spoilers. So now we start. Uh, episode 1. Saw ACH beat Sacred Alexander with a 450. ACH and cut a promo about the deciding match of the best of five. But uh, 
of Cedric Alexander interrupted, you know, Vader and Cedric accosted Nigel, who was there, claiming that the ring was faulty, apparently causing Cedric to lose. <clears throat> well, this problem was happening. I don't know. Then Caprice Carmen beat Will Ferreira by submission. Apparently Caprice was scouted by Prince Nana during the match. He also gave Will Ferreira an envelope. And Nana was apparently interviewed by Kevin Kelly and called it The Age of Enlightenment with more to come. Oh, God. More managers. Uh, the Briscoes beat the All Night Express after the J. Driller Fro Froggy Bow combo on Reptitus. That's episode one done. For episode two, uh, War Machine beat Solace Young and the Beer City Bruiser with the boys who were carrying beer kegs. <coughs> War Machine winning with a top rope elevated net leg drop on Bruiser. Nigel McGuinness was in the ring. The crowd chanted Free Carino. And Carino returns. Uh, Nigel says he can't reinstate Carino as an announcer, but he can reinstate him as a wrestler. And announced Carino versus BJ Whitmer for final battle in a fight without honour. Uh, Carino cuts uh, a promo saying that he needs neck views and surgery and thanks Ring of Honour and many others. And that he'll always be evil. Hugs Bobby Cruz, Nigel and Kevin Kelly as the fans chant, thank you Steve. I've got a feeling... The storyline that they're going to go here, which will come into the next week's tapings for Survival of the Fittest. I've got a feeling they're going to basically beat the crap out of uh, Colby, Steve's son, and that's how Carino's going to come back. And finally, the match, which has been like two years in the making, is finally going to happen and will turn out to be absolutely crap. Because if you do this much build-up and try and delay it, it's clear that you're trying to delay it for very obvious reasons. Because it's crap. I hope it isn't, but <clears throat> I'm warning you now. Probably crap. Uh, next, uh, uh, Elgin beat KLD. I'm not sure that is. Uh, with consecutive backfists and a hard clothesline. <clears throat> Uh, then cuts a promo and talks about the Ring of Honor world title and challenges lethal. I love that's for a future house show, I'm not sure. Uh, or future tag, or future TV taping, I'm not sure. Uh, and then the world tag team titles, <coughs> Kingdom Retain over the addiction of Bennett Penning Kazarian. Uh, the end came when a red mask KRD member hit Kaz of a super kick. Uh, War Machine then came out the entryway, stared down the kingdom, <clears throat> which leads into you know the tag match happening. Uh, apparently, though, backstage, Daniels and Kazarian were questioning Saban as to where he was when they got attacked, because I guess he got sent away or whatever, so... Interesting stuff there. <clears throat> then, not part of the TV uh, tapings, was a Women of Honor match with Leo Von Dutch beating Crazy Mary Dobson. Then, back to the TV with episode 3. Uh, Moose, with Stokely Hathaway, beat Dominic Carter. Uh, Post-match, Stokely cut a promo saying Moose is better than Michael Elgin. <clears throat> Comes out to confront Moose. Elgin tells Moose to speak for himself. He finally does, and they're interrupted by the House of Truth, which sets up a tag match with Moose and Elgin beating Donovan Dijak and Jay Diesel of a House of Truth. When Moose pinned Diesel after a spear to win, preceded by a blind tag... An Elgin buckle bomb and a spinning backfist. There was a stare down between the two afterwards, so 
Moose versus Elgin could be a very interesting one-on-one match. Uh, next, uh, the decade came out for the next segment. BJ Whitmer called Carino and Lion a quitter and said the same things about Nigel. And then Nigel banned the decade from Final Battle. I don't know whether that's everybody else <coughs> or whether everybody apart from BJ, because I'm pretty sure that match is going to happen. Probably. Uh, and then the World TV title match with the House of Truth banned from ringside. And we have a new TV champion. Uh, Roderick Strong beat Jay Lethal to become the new Ring of Honor television champ. So at least now Lethal can focus just on the world title scene. And finally, episode four, uh, Will Ferreira beat Adam Page with uh, BJ and Colby, thanks to a crutch cut shot uh, when Decade Interference backfired. Uh, Briscoe was on commentary and ran off the heels. Uh, Cheeseburger beat Tim Hughes with a palm strike, afterwards was attacked by Brutal Bob. Uh, they then announced Jay Lethal versus AG St- AJ Styles for the main event of Final Battle. Uh, Styles says Lethal losing was the best thing for him. <clears throat> so now he can focus on AJ and December 18th and they shake hands. The Addiction then come out and continue talking about the conspiracy against them. And announce that they're heading to New Japan. So I know the Tag League is supposed to be coming up. In the next couple of weeks. So I've, I'm guessing. Daniels and Kaz. Are going to be part of that tag league. Yes. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it like that. Um, that should be good. Uh, Dalton Castle versus Adam Cole. Was thrown out. And turned into a six man tag. With the Kingdom and War Machine. And the Kingdom managed to beat Dalton Castle and War Machine. With Cole pinning Dalton. With the Brain Buster on the knee. So that's the TV tapings. <clears throat> Next uh, came the live event. I guess the glo- the actual glory bar on the show. I'm not sure. Part of the weekend. Uh, the pre-show match saw Wild Man Congo beat the Outlaw, and then a Women of Honor match had Kevin C- Kelly Klein beat Ray Lynn in about a minute, apparently via submission. What a great long match that was. Uh, due to ACH concussion, as I mentioned in part one. Uh, Dalton Castle took his place in the All-Stars versus Champions main event. Obviously, that's had a bit of a switch around as well with the champs situation. Uh, Adam Cole beat Will Ferrer with the Cole lateral, <clears throat> which is the brain buster onto the knee. All Night Express beat Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser with a one-night stand. Caprice Coleman, victorious over Samson Walker with a roll-up. Michael Elgin beat Donovan Dijak with Truth Martini and Taylor Hendricks. Why is she there? Um, with the Elgin bomb. Uh, Jay Diesel then beat Shera Ali. Then in four-way action, Cliff Compton beat Adam Page, Cedric Alexander and Ro- uh, Bob Evans, uh, pinning Bob Evans with help from Cheeseburger. And afterwards, Cheeseburger said he's going to destroy Brutal Bob at Final Battle. <clears throat> then the Briscoes beat the War Machine after Jay hit Raymond Rowe with the uh, Jay Driller. AJ came out to color commentate the main event. So it became. So it was Team Ring of Honor Champions. So it's now uh, Strong, Lethal, and the Kingdom of Taven and Bennett <clears throat> taking on the All Stars of the Addiction of Daniels and Kazarian, Moose, and Dalton Castle. Uh, Kazarian was the first out after an assisted pole driver 
from the addiction. Uh, Bennett then got eliminated by Daniels. Uh, he then also took out Taven uh, with a BME. Roderick Stone then took out Daniels with the end of Heartache. Uh, Dalton Castle eliminated by Jay Lethal with the lethal injection. And then Moose was eliminated by Roderick Strong. So uh, your winners and survivors, I guess, is uh, are <clears throat> Roderick Strong and Jay Lethal. <clears throat> After the match, Lethal had a stare down with both Roddy and AJ. So there you go. Uh, that's your Ring of Honor <clears throat> stuff. Uh, next up, the Shikara Mania from <clears throat> Thursday the 22nd of October right through to Sunday the 25th. So Thursday show, Making a Stand, started with Chuck Taylor pinning Frightmare. Darren Corbin and the Punk Rock All-Stars of Drake Carter and Sean Cannon beat uh, Campeonatos de Parejas, uh, Champs, NRG, Race Jackson, Hype Rockwell, and the Farmer Frog. Uh, Eric Cannon beat Oleg the Usurper. Princess Gimbley and Los Ice Creams uh, beat Icarus, Mr. Touchdown, and Heidi Lovelace. Then in the showcase for first wrestling, uh, the Wrestlepalooza champ, Araya Davari, won the four-corner match, retaining the title against Wildcat, Cody Rice, and Venom. Then in non-title action, Hallowicked beat Jakob Hammermeyer. Um, Aphidian, Eddie Kingston, and Shenron beat Juan Francisco de Coronado, The Boar, and Prakash Sabah. And then in the bonus main event, Soldier Ant beat Blaster McMassive. <coughs> Friday's show was Not Without My Daughter. Uh, Open with the BDK beating Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy, with Jakob Hammermeyer pinning Cassidy with a world star punch. Apparently, Orange Cassidy no sold the punch and then just immediately collapsed. Good job, Orange. Uh, Oleg the Usurper beat Farmer Frog with a choke slam from the bottom rope as Frog was on the top. Uh, the Nightmare Warriors beat Prakash Sabar and Juan Francisco de Coronado with Frightmare pinning Prakash Sabar after a knee collapse. Uh, Heidi Lovelace and NRG beat Blaster McMassive, The Boar, and Missile Assault Man with Heidi pinning Missile Assault Man with a Spike Rana as uh, Assault Man was on his knees. Icarus beat Eddie Kingston with a reversal of a reversal of a small package. Uh, they did face off afterwards, but Kingston allowed Bryce to raise Icarus' hand, but then hit him with the back fist. So it's not over. <clears throat> uh, then uh, the Punk Rock All-Stars uh, of Drake Carter and Sean Cannon uh, beat Lost Ice Creams, the Throwbacks, and ACDC. Um, literally... Uh, getting all three pins. Uh, Lost Ice Creams first, followed by ACDC with Darren Corbin after a, a forearm roll-up combo, and then pinning uh, Mr. Touchdown of the Throwbacks after the inverted neckbreaker sit-out powerbomb. So three points for Punk Rock All-Stars, and uh, they are cashing them in this weekend. We'll talk about that later. Uh, next, uh, Wicked retained... The Grand Championship, beating Shenron to retain after a Spike Fisherman's Buster. And then the bonus main event, <clears throat> Kimberly beat Firehunt and Ophidian Cobra in the triple threat when pin when she pinned Ophidian with a powerbomb as Ophidian came off the top. So uh, 
Pretty athletic right there. <clears throat> Saturday's Shikara show was off the hook. Literally, that's what it was called, by the way. Uh, the Snake Pit of Ophidian and Shenron beat the Gentleman's Club of Orange Cassidy and Drew Gulak. Prakash Sabah beat Farmer Froggy via pinfall with feet on the rope. So, heated tactics for Prakash there. Uh, Missile Assault Man and Lucas Calhoun beat ACDC via a pump kick from uh, Missile Assault Man onto Darren Corbin. Uh, Blind Rage beat Eddie Kingston via STF submission. There was some interference from Hallowicked, though, on Eddie. Uh, Juan Francisco Leonardo and The Boar beat Jakob Hammermeyer and Soldram. Blaster McMassive beat Chuck Taylor. Uh, then uh, Princess Kimberly, Icarus, Mr. Touchdown, Dasha Hatfield were victorious over Hallowicked, NRG, and Heidi Lovelace. Uh, during the match, Kingston ran in and back-fisted Hallowicked, so revenge is sweet, I guess. And in the bonus main event, Oleg the Usurper beat Fire Ant. And uh, finally on the Sunday, <clears throat> exit strategy. Open with uh, Dasha Hatfield beating Ophidian with a suplex followed by a jackhammer. Then... Uh, the Crown and Court team of Los Ice Creams beat, or no, Crown and Court beat the Nightmare Warriors after El Heo beat Blind Rage with a small package. Icarus beat the Boar with the Blu-ray. <coughs> uh, Oleg the Usurper of the Arcane Horde uh, uh, pinned uh, Battlehive's Ashley Remington with the off with his head. <coughs> I think that was a team thing. Uh, Princess Kimberly for Crown and Court. Uh, Beat Jakob Hammermeyer of the BDK. I think that was another tag match because obviously Crown and Court were in Lost Ice Cream's action before. Uh, so Princess Kimberly managed to get the win for her team with the sit out powerbomb. <coughs> then uh, Eddie Kingston beat Blaster McMassive in a pretty quick bout <coughs> after two backfists to the Futures. Then there was the Battle of the Young Lions Cup tournament winners, which saw Hallowicked and Chuck Taylor and Eric Cannon beat Heidi Lovelace, Mr. Touchdown, and Fire Ant <clears throat> after over 20 minutes of action, apparently, with Hello Wicked hitting a cross leg DDT on Heidi for the win. So then we had the bonus main event. So it was Race Jackson taking on Prakash Sabah. Lucas Calhoun then runs in, so it becomes a freeway. Uh, then Hype Rockwell runs in. Four. Then the Boar. Five. Then Missile Assault Man, six. Nobody has a clue what the hell is going on. Farmer Frog, number seven. Darren Corbin, number eight. Somehow making the match go slow-mo or whatever it was. Prakash Sabah then ends the slow-mo stuff. So he's out, nine. Uh, Juan Francisco de Coronado then comes out, ten. But then Ophidian follows and uses Bryce to do the hypnotise, eleven. Soldier Ant then comes out and stops the hypnosis. 12. Uh, Mr. Touchdown then leaves the merch table to join the spray. 13. <clears throat> and then everyone teams up to toss Soldier Ant over the top rope and gets announced as eliminated. So, yeah, through all that impromptu, crazy in Battle Royale. Who knows why? <laughs> Uh, Lucas Calhoun eliminated Race Jackson. Uh, the Frog eliminated Ophidian and the Proletariat Boar. Uh, then Frog combined with C Corbin 
and uh, Lucas, uh, they eliminated Prakesh, Sabo. Uh, Calhoun then eliminated The Frog and Darren Corbin. Then, uh, I guess after he got out of the ring to try and escape, uh, Juan Francisco got back in and tried to eliminate Calhoun. But uh, Calhoun stopped him, uh, eliminated him, and uh, Lucas Calhoun won the Battle Royal. I have no clue what happened. It just happened. There you go. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Uh, so, now we come to this past weekend stuff. We're moving ahead a week. Uh, the semi-finals of the Super Junior Tag Tournament happened at the uh, past Monday's uh, Road to Power Struggle show at Currican Hall. Uh, nothing significant really on any of the other card, really. Uh, just the two matches that I'll mention here for the semi-finals. Um, Matt Sidell and Ricochet beat the Young Bucks with the Air Sidell on Matt Jackson. And uh, Rapongi Vice of Romero and Beretta beat Red Dragon with uh, Rocky Romero hitting the Strong Zero uh, double team on Bobby Fish. So the final will be Matt Seidel and Ricochet taking on Rapongi Vice. Coming up um, this weekend. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, so uh, we also had in Japan this past week uh, the Gate of Destiny show last... Uh, I'm trying to think be last Sunday in Osaka. I'll quickly run through the results. On the pre-show, Super Shiso and Sashihoko Boy beat Yosuke Santa Maria and UT. Aita, El Lindemann and Kaito Ashida. Victorious over KZ, Big R, Shizumu and Drastic Boy. Uh, Cyber Kong and Monday Ryu got the win over Punch Tamanaga and Takahiro Yamamura. And Dragon Kid and Flamita beat Genki Oiguchi, H.A. Jimmy and Jimmy Kanda. Uh, then the freeway open the Brave Gate match with uh, Naraki Tanazaki, Kotoka, and Akira Tazawa. Uh, Tazawa eliminated uh, Tanazaki, but then uh, Kotoka managed to get the Momo latch on Tazawa, and uh, Kotoka is the new Open the Brave Gate champion. Then the Open the tri Triangle Gate uh, titles. We're on the line, and uh, we have new champs here as well. Uh, Chima, Don Fuji, and Gamma beating uh, the former champs of Jimmy Susumu, Jimmy Nice, JKS, and Rio Jimmy Saito. Uh, then open the Twin Gate titles uh, were successfully defended by Yamato and Haruki Doi, beating Masato Yoshino and T-Hawk. And then Shingo Takagi beat Masaki Mochizuki. The Dreamgate title. Uh, it's worth noting with the Triangle Gate titles, Shima, Don Fuji, and Gamma, uh, they decided to retire the belts because he was happy that they defend. Oh, he was happy that they defended. So actually, they they weren't new champs. It's, they actually defended the belt. I take it back. I apologize, but uh, yeah, the reason why I said it is because. This happened, so they were happy that they defended, but were thinking about what Rio Jimmy Saito said to back at him at Sambo Hall about the veteran trio not needing the Triangle Gate. So, with the start of 
Over Generation, which is the new tag team that Chima's group is going to be called. That's the name it's going by anyway. Over Generation. The OG, I guess you could call it. Well, the start of that and uh, Don Fuji focusing on the Sumo's team, it was as good a place as any to vacate the titles. The Jimmies could feel any number of teams. Berserk, Monster Express, or an OG team featuring one of the youngsters could also potentially take the titles, so they were relinquishing them. Chima thanked Don Fuji for the assistance. Fuji shook his hand, but quickly turned to the Jimmies and left with them to prepare for the Sumos versus Berserk All-Out War, which is coming... Uh, I'm not sure if it's this week. It might be. I have to look at my notes. So next up is the UK focus section, I guess. Uh, a lot of shows happening last weekend, which is good to see. Um, actually, this is one is from a couple of weeks back. Uh, Fight Club Pro, their Project Mayhem 4 show from the Planet Nightclub in Wolverhampton. Uh, Wild Boar Mike Hitchin and Dan Maloney opened the show, beating Flash Morgan Webster and Ethan Silver, who was a last-minute replacement for Robbie X. Then Chris Brooks, the Infinity Holder... Ch- Infinity Trophy holder, sorry, beat Nixon Newell. Uh, Trevor Lee, victorious over Andrew Everett. Uh, the Hunter Brothers beat FSU with uh, Mark Andrews and Eddie Dennis. Tommy End got the win over Flying Mike Bird. And the Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, beat, uh, teaming up with Clint Margera and Dave Mastiff, managed to beat KYS of MK McKinnon, Jimmy Havoc, and the Dunn brothers of Pete and Damien Dunn. Uh, next up, uh, Preston Preston City Wrestling uh, had uh, a couple of shows on Halloween night, uh, or day I guess, because it started off with scary moves in the bloody afternoon. Uh, that show uh, in Preston opened with Rampage Brown beating Martin Kirby. Lionheart, victorious over Ashton Smith. Shay Samuels got the win over Charlie Garrett. Gnome Dar, uh, victorious over T-Bone. Then in a non-title match, Bubblegum managed to beat Trevor Lee. Then the number one contendership tag team gauntlet match happened for the BCW tag belts. And uh, it was Ashton Smith and Charlie Garrett that came out on top. Uh, beating Brown Magnus and Dave Ryan and Lionheart and Gnome Dar and Martin Kirby. Uh, Dave Ryan uh, took out uh, Kirby. Or, yeah. Ma- Dave Ryan and uh, Lionheart. No. God, this is confusing. Anyway, Ashton Smith and Charlie Garrett won. Um, I'm trying to look at this. This is really confusing. Oh, I think it was a limit. Oh, because it was gauntlet match, I guess. So it was. Uh, this is really confusing. Either what I don't even want the notes say because part of them are in German. Damn it. Um, either way, Smith and Garrett are the number one contenders. Apologise, guys, if you are listening. And in the main event, Rhino beat Rampage Brown. So quite a lot of wrestlers doing double duty there. So 
good on them there. Uh, and then uh, PCW Fright Night 4 in the evening in Preston. Started off with Joey Hayes and Martin Kirby beating Dave Rain and Scotty Too High. Rhino beat Estin Reese. Mr. Anderson and Viper successfully teamed up to beat Magnus and Mickey James. Then uh, the tag titles were on the line. Uh, and Ashton Smith and Charlie Garrett couldn't turn it into a win as team single of Rampage Brown and T-Bone retained. Then in the freeway eliminator, uh, it was Bubblegum defending against Gnome Doe and El Ligero. Uh Bubblegum was eliminated first, so we were guaranteed the title change by Noam Dar. But then El Ligero managed to beat Noam Dar and... Uh, El Ligero is the new PCW Cruiserweight champ. Uh, next in an I Quit match, Say Samuels beat uh, the Lionheart. And then in the main event, Jeff Jarrett with Kev- Karen Jarrett beat Dave Rain, accompanied by Ricky Steamboat. So there you go, that's uh, the wrestling up in Preston for you. Now we come down to Southside Wrestling, uh, coming out of Huntingdon, Cambridgeshire. For the Young Tigers Cup. Uh, the show opened with the quarterfinal stages of that tournament. Tyler Bate beat the Pledge by Countout. Damian Dunn beat Chris Ridgway. Trevor Lee beat Dan Maloney. And Pete Dunn got the win over Damian Dunn. Yeah, so the... Uh, sorry, no. Uh, Pete Dunn beat Chris Tyler. I apologise. Reading all my notes wrong. Uh, then the semi-finals had Pete Dunn beat Tyler Bate and Trevor Lee beat Damian Dunn. So we're not going to get a done, 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 done final. Done. Uh, then the Southside Wrestling heavyweight title was on the line. Joseph Connors retaining against Martin Kirby. And then in the final for the Young Tigers Cup, uh, Pete Dunn got the win over Trevor Lee. Somewhat of an upset, but yeah, Pete Dunn is uh, Young Tigers Cup 2015 champ. Uh, next, Progress Wrestling had a uh, one of their secondary shows. It's not a Progress Wrestling show itself. It was entitled, I, gu- I guess it's pronounced Endeavor, E-N-D-V-R. They've acronymized it in a weird way. Endeavor 13 from the garage in Islington, uh, Greater London. Uh, there was a couple of uh, Natural Progression Series 3 qualifying matches. Uh, Damon Moser beating David Francisco and Shen Wu beating El Pantera Negra. Uh, outside of that, though, uh, Dahlia Black and TK Cooper beat Jack Sexsmith and Livy. Then uh, it was supposed to be Marty Scroll taking on uh, Pastor William Eva, but Marty Scroll's fright got delayed, so uh, he couldn't make it. Uh, Eva then issued an open challenge. It was answered by Paul Robinson, and in somewhat of an upset, I guess, uh because uh, I haven't kept track of progress a huge amount yet. Well, I'm going to have to do some research on it from everything that I've heard. Uh, Paul Robinson did get the win over Pastor William Eva. Uh, Chuck Mambo beat Daryl Allen. Uh, Tom Irving got the win over Roy Johnson. And in the main event, Pollyanna and Tony Storm beat Elizabeth and Ginny. So really, in in essence, for that it was mainly sort of the uh, the people coming through the 
progress wrestling, I guess, development system, if you want to call it like that. The main, I think the next main show is coming up towards the end of the month, I believe, towards the end of November. I'll be covering it on here, certainly keeping the track a lot more of that stuff. Speaking of that, uh, Insane Championship Wrestling had a big weekend of stuff. Uh, starting Friday in Manchester uh, for Live Forever, which if you get the uh, the reference is a pretty good joke. I think I know what I'm going to play then. Oh, I, yeah, I think I know what I'm going to play for some music to go out for this segment then. Hello, Oasis fans. Um... <laughs> Uh, the show opened with polo promotions of Jackie Polo and Mark Coffey. And the match they had with the New Age Click with BT Gunn and Chris Renfrew with Kaylee Ray. That match went to a no contest, so uh, great start. Uh, this, uh, I think it was due to some interference from Nikki Storm. So this then came into a mixed uh, six-person uh, six tag match with Nikki Storm and polo promotions beating the New Age Click. Of uh, Renfrew Gunn and Kaylee Ray. Liam Thompson beat Gnome Dar. Jack Gallagher got the win over Mikey Whiplash. Uh, by count out, I think. Uh, Grado and Joe Kofi, or Joe Coffey, sorry, beat the 55 of Kid Fight and Shea Samuels. Big Damo and Wolfgang went to a no contest which then became a, I think, due to interference from Trent Seven, it became, I guess, a two-on-one handicap, possibly, but Wolfgang managed to beat Big Damo and Trent Seven. Then, for the Zero-G title, uh, Stevie Boy retained over Lionheart, and the main event saw the black label of Drew Galloway and Jack Jester beat Jimmy Havoc and Tommy End. Saturday saw uh, ICW head to Birmingham, uh, for Imagination Land, which is a South Park title, whatever. Uh, the New Age Click of Stevie Boy and Kaylee Ray uh, beats Flash Morgan Webster and Nikki Storm. Wolfgang got the win over Kid Fight. Uh, the Legion of Mikey Whiplash and Tommy N beat Polo Promotions of Jackie Polo and Mark Coffey. Non-title match there, though. It's worth noting. Uh, Grado got the win over Chris Renfrew. Liam Thompson... Uh, beat Joe, Co- Joe, Joe Coffey. Uh, BT Gunn got the win over Trent Seven. And again in a non-title match, it was Drew Galloway victorious over Rockstar Spud. And finally, uh, get my rocks off uh, from Sunday uh, in Nottingham. Uh, the opening match was the semi-final in the ICW Women's Title Tournament. Uh, Kaylee Ray getting the win over Viper. She will now face Nikki Storm, which you can see. You know they've had some, conf- they've had matches over the previous two nights. Um, so unsurprisingly, those are the two that will go to. I think it's in. I think it's next weekend. Uh, the culmination of the uh, story. Uh, either Kaylee Ray or Nikki Storm will be become the first ever ICW Women's Champion. In front of the biggest crowd I believe ICW is ever going to have. Because they've literally hired out uh, the Glasgow Arena. Which is the same sort of arena that WWE are going to be doing their NXT show in. And doing the Raw show that's happening this weekend in Manchester. It's that sort of scale. 
I think they're predicting at least a couple of thousand people. Because it's garnered a lot of attention. You know, it's had a lot of press over here in the UK with documentaries made about it and everything. And they're making the most of it. And it looks like it's going really well for them. So I'm pleased. Either way, uh, the show continued uh, on Sunday with Jack Jester beating Trent Seven. Tommy End and Wolfgang's match went to a no contest. Uh, the 55 of Kid Fight and Shea Samuels got the win over Grado and Mark Coffey. Then in another co- no contest... Uh, Chris Renfrew and Mikey Whiplash apparently just wanted to do uh, fight like fighting people. Uh, Joe Coffey uh, managed to beat Stevie Boy, and then in the main event, Drew Galloway beat Damo. Big Damo. Um, so there. A uh, couple more though to go through. Uh, first up, Inspire Pro out of Texas. Did Tagcade Rise of Twin Dragon Connection, which was it was a tag team tournament along with um, a lot of other matches. So the opening match saw Keith Lee beat Evangelistico to retain the Inspire Pro Pure Prestige title. Then uh, Controversy of Davey Vega and Tim Storm managed to win the tag team gauntlet quarterfinal match of the tournament because I guess there was more than eight teams in contention. Uh, controversy got the win over the other teams which was Sky De Lacrimosa the Park Avenue boys of Zach and DG Taylor the Pump Patrol of Jared Wayne and Kurt Matthews the Hooded Menace of the Great Depression and the Hollywood Stranger and also Jessica James and Delilah Doom uh, so got the win over there uh, the Princess of the Universe Donovan Danhausen and Terale Tempo Beat the Rabbit Empire of Jojo Bravo and Cherry Ramons. Matthew Palmer himself, apparently. Matthew Palmer possibly with Andy Dalton. I don't know. Uh, beat the Unholy Complex of Gregory James and Jason Silver. And then Rain or Shine of Alex Reigns and Moonshine Mantel. Beat the World Class Syndicate of Barrett Brown and Scotty Santiago. So those are your quarterfinal matches. Then, outside of the tournament, uh, Ricky Starks beat Andy Dalton. Uh, t- oh, that's why it might have been two on one. Evil. Okay, that explains it. I think it was just Matthew Palmer then. Uh, but Ricky Starks beat Andy Bolton two falls to one in a two out of three falls match to retain the Inspire Pro World title. Then, uh, the semi finals of the tag tournament happened. Uh, controversy of Vega and Storm beating uh, the Princes of the Universe of Danhausen and Tempo. And uh, then Matthew Palmer, Andy Dalton managed to beat Rain or Shine of uh, Alex Reigns and Moonshine Mantel. Next was the interesting one. So, Vader Scott got the win. She managed to get somehow drafted into the uh, match to crown the first ever Inspire Pro Double X Women's Champion or Double X Division, which is basically their women's title because of the XX chromosome thing, which is a clever title, I will say. So she defended the belt earlier this year against Lever Bates in a no DQ, no count out match at Clash at the Beach 2. But then Vader showed up with a lawyer and basically at Fade to Black, which was the last show, I think, in like June, July time. Uh, instead of defending the belt against Jessica James like was scheduled, 
She argued that her contract gave her the full authorization of picking and choosing her opponent and the referee. So because she'd already defeated her, uh, she made Jessica James the referee and introduced an unknown competitor in the Lady Void, which is a woman dressed in all black with no clues to her true identity. Uh, Scott basically beat her in no time at all. Uh, James then slapped on a submission on the no-face competitor and forced her to tap out. And it was clear that Jessica James was frustrated. So uh, it was announced that Vader Scott had issued an open challenge for Tagcade and agreed to defend the belt against anyone apart from Jessica James. So Lady Void was at Vader's side and awaited the first competitor to come walking through the curtain. Turns out it was Delilah Doom. Uh, stepped up and answered the challenge. And uh, Scott and the interference of Scott's lawyer helped Vader retain the title for a third time. So Vader allowed her cockiness to blind her perspective, however. Instead of grabbing her title and heading backstage, uh, she proclaimed that the open challenge was still in place, but this time uh, she would be picking her opponent. So, unsurprisingly, Vader chose Lady Void. But then realised that it wasn't going to be as easy a match as the last time and was caught into it in a submission and uh, I guess I don't know if it was during the submission or afterwards revealed herself to be Jessica James and made Vader tap and became the new double X division champion uh, apparently Vader then threw a fit and insisted that Inspire Pro would never see her again shenanigans afoot but oh that's a good old sort of stuff except this time it doesn't seem like it was actually done in a forced way and then finally the final of the tag cave tournament uh controversy managed to beat matthew palmer andy dalton so coming through a tag team gauntlet as well as in semi-final the final to win the inspire the vacant inspire pro tag team titles so congrats to Davey Vega and Tim Storm. Uh, and also there was a interspecies wrestling show. Uh, Candy Apples and Razor Blades. Don't have the full results. All I do know is from the main event, which was uh, Is He Dead Yet? The Interspecies Champion against the King of Crazy, Chris Dickinson. Uh, it was going to be a champion of champions. Somebody was going to lose their moniker. And the new... Undisputed King of Crazy and Interspecies Champion was the Dirty Daddy himself, Chris Dickinson. So congrats to Chris for that. So, that is all for the results. Everything's done from the past two weeks. All the news, all that's done. Next up, oh my word, all the stuff we've got to preview. Just having a quick look. We've got some New Japan. Uh, we have... Uh, Dragon Gate Japan, we've got Dreamwave, we've got American Championship Entertainment, Lucha Toronto, uh, Old Wrestling, Smash Wrestling, CWF Mid-Atlantic, AAW, CZW, Shikara and Evolve all taking part. So much stuff is happening that I'm going to lose my breath. So I'm going to catch my breath and I'll see you with the final part in a few minutes today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do 
I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had it down. If you trained, say your prayers, and ate your vitamins, then you'll love the Hulkamania Chronicles. Sean Beckerman, host of Beyond the Bell, your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, breaks down the history and career of the legendary Hall of Famer, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Each edition covers a different era in the history of the Hulkster as we relive our childhood hero. From the beginning of Hulkamania in the mid-80s and the birth of WrestleMania through the challenging times of the steroid trial all the way to his jump to WCW and the formation of Hollywood Hogan and the New World Order and then his return to the WWF leading in to the Hall of Fame. This edition covers it all. You can catch the Hulkamania Chronicles exclusively on Beyond the Bell here on the SNS Radio Network, brother. Hey there, listeners of the SNS Radio Network. My wife here. Now, as most of you listeners know, I happen to promote my own albums every now and again, and the latest one is now available. Yes, Dream Sphere. The musical journey that takes you through the realm of fantasy is now available at mindwipestudios.info. 14 tracks plus a couple of bonus tracks, all available for the neat little price of 10 bucks US. $10 US or A. So check it out today. It's got some great tracks, including Witchwood, Dream Sphere, Flights of Dragons, and many, many more. Dreamsphere, available at mywifestudios.info. This week's whole indie show with me, Ashley Richardson. So we get into the previews, a lot to go through. So we'll get underway. Uh, starting off with the stuff overseas. And no, I don't mean UK. I mean, we're over to Japan. Uh, starting off with New Japan's Power Struggle iPay-Per-View this Saturday. Uh, well, early I get Friday, Saturday. Well, no. From the time I think it will be Saturday morning, wherever you are, even in America, you know, even Pacific time, I think. But it's you know Friday night into Saturday morning, even on the West Coast, I think, like two or three, possibly. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the time difference, but 
I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find out. It's on New Japan World if you want to see it. Along with uh, On Demand as well if you don't want to see it live and catch it later on. Some uh, good matches on here though. Uh, first couple though are your usual sort of filler stuff. Uh, Jushin von der Liger, Tiger Mask 4, uh, Raisuke Taguchi and Mascara Dorada in a eight-man tag taking on Yohei Komatsu, Shotanaka, Dave Finley and Jay White. So yeah, team experience versus team jobber. Yeah. Um, Togi Makabe, Captain New Japan and Juice Robinson taking on the Bullet Club of Doc Gallows, Tamatonga and Cody Hall. Either way, it's either going to be Cody or Juice that loses. Uh, Hiroki Goto takes on the returning Takagi Watanabe, only this time under his new persona of evil. Yes, E-V-I-L, that is the name he's going by. Whatever, so it's Hiroki Goto versus evil. You know, it was Tucker and Dale versus evil, but now it's Hiroki Goto versus evil. This is the sequel, bitches. Um, then we've got the Super Junior Tag 8-man Tag special showcase match with uh, Kushida and Alex Shelley teaming up with Red Dragon of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly to take on Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, and the Bullet Club of Kenny Omega and Chase Owens. So I guess it is the Bullet Club and I guess Chase Owens, who sort of is an honorary Bullet Club member at the minute, taking on the Time Splitters and Red Dragon. Uh, after that will then be the final of the tournament itself. Um, with Matt Sardin and Ricochet taking on uh, Rapunky Vice of Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta. Then uh, Toriyano and Yoshihashi face AJ Styles and Bad Luck Farley. Uh, and then uh, the first of your title matches, uh, Tomohiro Ishii defends the never open weight title against Tomoaki Honma in Ishii's first defense. This is the title that's been flip flopping between uh, Ishii. Homma and uh, uh, Makabe for quite a few months, certainly. Uh, then in the tag match, it was originally supposed to be Tanahashi teaming up with Ibushi, uh, but now uh, with the Ibushi injury stuff, uh, Katsuyori Shibata steps in to team up with Tanahashi to take on Kazuchika Okada and Kazushi Sakuraba in a tease I don't know if that means Shibata and Sakuraba will now be in action with each other come January, but obviously the main reason why this is happening is to build towards Tanahashi versus Okada, I think number four or number three, I'm not sure, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 10 in a couple of months. And the main event, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defends the Intercontinental title against uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. I'd like to see Anderson get the title there because uh, it's worth it. But I think Nakamura will probably retain on that one. Uh, then also, uh, happening though, uh, Friday, so as of this recording, it's probably already happened, uh, Dragon Gate Japan uh, is having a Kurikan Hall show. Which is live on Nico Nico, but I'm pretty sure it'll be archived somewhere on the internet in those places where you know to get the things like that. If you know what I'm saying. So we got Dragon Kid and KZ taking on uh, UT and Yosuke Santa Maria. Akira Tozawa, if I can say it properly, versus Kaito Ishida. Uh, 
Masaki Mochizuki and Big R Shizumu face Gamma and Takahiro Yamamura. Then in the six-man tag, Masato Yoshino, T-Hawk and Shashihoko Boy face Shima Aita and El Linderman. And then it is the all-out war between Berserk and the Sumos. So the three matches we'll see. Uh, Sumo Hagitora face Monday Ryu. Sumo Susumu and Sumo Nice SKS taking on Yamoto and Katoka. And then the four on four match will have Genki Horiguchi, SUMO, Sumo Kanda, Ryo Sumo Saito, and Sumo Fuji taking on Naruki Doi, Shingo Takagi, Naoaki Tanazaki, and Cybercon. So, some crazy stuff happening there. I'm not sure what that war, what will happen with that war. It seems a bit weird. Next up, uh, Dreamwave Survival of the Fittest 2015. No ideas where they got that title from, considering it's a Ring of Honor show next week. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this Saturday at Knights of Columbus Hall in La Sol, Illinois. Uh, doors open, 5.55 for the season ticket holders, 6pm for front row. VIP 630 for general admission. I think ticket starts from twenty dollars. Uh, so the match is confirmed as a recording. Uh Rude Boy Riley will be making his debut against an unknown opponent. Joey Ryan teams up with Dick Justice to take on Swag Tag. Matt Hardy will be taking on Shenron. Now technically he is the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, because that ball crap about stripping the title just means nothing. Uh, Team Overkill defend their tag belt against Team Tremendous. AR Fox puts his alternative title on the line against Matt Cross. And then we've got the Survival of the Fittest 5-on-5 mixed tag. I guess you can call it, I think. Because I think Zara Schreiber is a woman. I'm pretty sure. If not, I'm making a huge mistake and you can shoot me. Oh, that was the pop shot. Apologies if you got deafened by that. Unless it's been edited. I doubt it. Uh, so this is an eliminate. It's a 5 on 5 elimination, so I guess it's Survivor Series-esque. So it's going to be the team of Brubaker, Rough Crossing, Eric Cannon, Donovan Danhausen and Zara Schreiber in uh, Zara's debut taking on the Dreamwave champ of Marche Roquette, along with Waylon, Mark Hartenbauer, Darren Corbin, and Prince Ali. Uh, also happening this Saturday, uh, American Championship Entertainment presenting uh, Crossroads 11 from the Morgan Junior Arena, uh, 67 Halfway Street in Wallington, New Jersey. Tickets are $20 at the door, with a bell time of 7 p.m., on the card here, uh, we've got Ricky Richards taking on Mike Donovan in a match where the former tag team partners will be colliding, like you know, like how things collide. Probably uh, a chance of a lifetime rumble, which will be featuring ten superstars, which includes uh, Adam Payne, FMB, Jamal Jackson, and Ray's. More still be to confirmed. Uh, a six-man aerial assault match for the fight-or-flight title. Sonny Kiss defending against Aaron Bradley, Prince Akanatan, and three uh, to-be-named opponents. 
Azrael taking on Archadia. Uh, Eric Young takes on Rob Vegas to go for Rob Vegas' Diamond Division title. Uh, Astro Morales and Stock, Stock A go one-on-one -on -one in a casket match. And uh, the main event will see Tommy Dreamer take on TJ Marconi with Brooke Danielle in an attempt to win TJ's ACE world title. Methinks there's something there to do with uh, a certain hardcore house possibly happening the following week. Just a hint, just a hint. Uh, also appearing are Hollywood Inc. of William Wyeth, Michael Orlando and Alvin Alvarez, Tiny Johnson, uh, the tag champs of ACE, uh, Black Zemis and Ultimo Maya, and also the all-star Lou Torres. Uh, this Sunday, Lucha Toronto uh, having their next show at La Liga. Uh, at far three, there is a VIP autograph session. Uh, 5 p.m. for a salsa concert, and then Lucha Libre wrestling starts at 5.30. Uh, VIP tickets to get to meet the Lucha Underground stars of Vampiro, Drago, and Pentagon Jr. Uh, tickets for that are $50, and that's the only way you can meet them. Uh, general admission tickets are 20 and kids 10 and under will get in for $10. Uh, so on the card, uh, Maybach Beta will face Mark Andrews. It was supposed to be Davey Richards, but due to uh, the dreaded visa issues that affect uh, Elgin and all these other wrestlers, um, Davey can't head over. So uh, Mark Andrews has taken his place. So it will be Maybach Beta versus Mark Andrews. Uh, then some mini Lucha Libre wrestling as Pepper Jack takes on Kid Canuck. And that's like Canadian Lucha Libre, which, okay. Um, uh, the Squared Circle live title will also be on the line. Well, I guess it will be on the line because it's been vacant ever since Will White had his one-year reign. And then uh, I guess you're only allowed to keep the belt for a year and then it's uh, taken from you. So... Uh, uh, four of its top Canadian luchadors will compete for the uh, for the vacant title, which will be uh, the Copper Extrema Champion Carter Mason, Sebastian Suave, the Lucha Vixen Alexia Nicole, and Will White. So apparently he's trying to win it back. So why did they strip him? So that that's a bit confusing. Whatever. Uh, El Crano faces Grimbo. And then Vampiro teams up with Pentagon Jr. for the first time to take on Drago and uh, Lewis Linden. Uh, Saturday, another Saturday show, uh, Old Wrestlings having a bonanza of body slams at the Cornerstone Center for the Arts at 520 East Main Street in Muncie, Indiana, their debut in Indiana. Uh, the doors open at 5.30 with a bell time of 6 uh, as usual, with oldie wrestling, it's vintage-style wrestling with characters plucked right out of the Roaring Twenties. Uh, tickets, uh, I believe, are £12 general admission and £5 for children 10 and under, as well as Ball State students with valid student ID. I stress, you better have that valid ID, otherwise somebody's going to punch you. Probably. Uh Part of the sh uh, taking part on the show, but not confirmed for matches, are uh, Gregory Iron, the Jollyville Jeepers, the lobbying legislators of an anti-saloon land, uh, Dr. Jacob Omen, and the uh, Felino de Rojo, Luis Linden, 
In terms of what's on the card, uh, there will be a Body Slam Challenge with Sue Jackson. Uh, a Body Slam Match featuring Judge Hugo taking on the Lone Star Lion Tamer, Dustin Lillard. Remarkable Billy Rock goes one-on-one with the old-timer, Jeff King. And then the final, and then I guess the final, of the final, well, the main event, possibly. The final showdown between Thunder Kitty and Heidi the Riveter. Uh, now we come to Smash Wrestling, and I think this show is Sunday, uh, the blah, 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 8th. Let me get my times right. Smash Wrestling's This Is Smash, uh, their third anniversary show at the Franklin Horner Community Center in Toronto. I don't know why I said it like that. Toronto. I'm going to keep saying it weird, apparently. Toronto! Uh, so this is its usual home of the Franklin Horner Community Center uh, 432 Horner Avenue uh, oh my bad this is actually Saturday I take it back November the 7th this Smash Wrestling show doors open at 7 starts at 8 tickets start from only 20 bucks on the card uh, Tabernacle the team takes on the Super Smash Brothers looking from the poster the image has changed with them I was sort of was I was sort of right. Uh, Scotty O'Shea goes one-on-one with Kevin Bennett. Uh, Pepper Parks teams up with somebody Rollins. I'm pretty sure it isn't Seth. Especially after what happened. Uh, Taking on the Overdogs. Tarek goes one-on-one with Mark Andrews. Again, I believe that was supposed to be Davey Richards. But with the switches, uh, Mark Andrews takes his place. There'll be a Brent Banks Invitational Gauntlet. So we'll have to see who steps up to the challenge. In women's action, Courtney Rush faces Casey Spinelli. And Drago goes one-on-one with Pentagon Jr. in the main event. Uh, Now, uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic has got their Fallout 2015 show. Again, Fallout. Um, Just, uh, you know, not only is it taking it from FIP or vice versa, because I don't know who had it first, but, you know, considering what game's coming out Tuesday, this might be clever market. I don't know. Either way. Uh, CW Mid-Atlantic's next show at the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium in Gibsonville, North Carolina. Uh, It's going to feature uh, some big matches, from what I can can see. some of the talent that's set to be appearing a lot, uh, but not confirmed for matches, are uh, Eric Royal, uh, Lance Lude, Chris Lee, Aaron Biggs, the Kamikaze Kid, Darius Lockhart, CB Suave, Michael uh, the Fury McAllister, Sis, the Riot, and Head of Security Snooty Fox. Uh, there'll also be news on the Ultimate Survivor uh, uh, tournament. And uh, confirmation also of whether Ray Kandrak will sign off on uh, Handsome Mitch Connor returning to the ring for Cage of Death on November 20th. What? Can we call it that? Have CZW not copyrighted this? That's a bit of a... I I don't know. I'm guessing it's a cage match. It's probably going to be violent, but... Can we call it a cage of death? Is that, is that infringing stuff? I don't, I don't know. 
This is very weird. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, the Ultimate Survivor thing will be set up at the match or at this event because it will be it's the captain's match happening on the fallout show of uh, the Cibernetico captain of Even Sharp and the triathlon captain of Roy Wilkins with the coach will take on the other captains of the two matches respectively the the rival Cibernetico captain Even Case and the rival triathlon captain of Trevor Lee so in a pre- basically in a preview of the ultimate night of team competition, the team captains comprise of two duos for a titanic tag team clash. That's a lot of tease. Uh, there's going to be a one-on-one grudge match with Coach Gemini taking on Jesse Adler. It's Chet Sterling defends the Mid-Atlantic TV title against Cedric Alexander. And Marcellus King defends the... Mid-Atlantic heavyweight title against Smith Garrett, the winner of the uh, Rumble last month. So, basically, he's not wasting any time and is cashing in his Rumble opportunity to go for the title. And uh, I think he's the fan favorite, so I'll have to see what happens. Uh, next up, AAW uh, having their next show this Friday, Never Say Die. At 115 Bourbon Street in Marionette Park, Illinois. Uh, the doors open at 7.15 with a bell time of 8 p.m. All the front row tickets are sold out. Uh, there should be some tickets, though, for the rest of the denomination. So there will be some second row tickets at 20, I believe. Uh, general admission tickets are 15. And kids 10 and under will be able to get in for $10 at the door. So on the card here, confirmed as a recording. I think there's a few matches that could still be added. Um, already signed to appear but not confirmed for matches are ACH, Davey Vega, Matt Fitchett, Congo Kong, Matt Cross and Marcus Crane. But for the matches, we've got Abyss taking on Christian Faith with Gregory Iron. Uh, the Money Matt Cage going against Shenron could be a nice one. Heidi Lovelace versus Alison Kay should be a really nice one. Uh, the Hooligans... Defend their AAW tag belts against Team Tremendous. Michael Elgin goes one on one with Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> that would be nice. I think that that mean that also will be Elgin's first time back in the AAW since uh, the uh, the Ring of Honor uh, deal. So uh, it'll be good to see him back. And then your four way eliminator, the winner facing Ethan Page. At the Windy City Classic in three weeks. So your four competitors are Eddie Kingston, Silas Young, Trevor Lee, and Lewis Linden. One of them gets a shot at All Ego at the Windy City Classic. Uh, also this weekend, uh, CZW Cerebral. Uh, not on iPay-Per-View. I have to note that. It's not live. It's not live to pay-per-view. It will be taped and available on demand uh, on CZW site. Uh, the reason why it isn't live, it's coming from the Rockstar Pro Arena in Dayton, Ohio. So it's not from its usual home. The big thing about this, though, and I'm going to bring it up now and then bring it up again towards the end. Uh, this is history because Jake Christ will be having his final wrestling match ever. He's uh, retiring from the business and will be taking on Devon Moore. 
Uh, I'm sort of guessing, considering Devon Moore is in Cave of Death, we know what the result's probably going to be here. But uh, that part, that really becomes part of the big rivalry that's going on with the nation of intoxication and Ohio's for killers. So not only is that match happening in the battle between them, we've also got Lucky 13 taking on Dave Christ. Uh, the wrench of Connor Claxton taking on Eric Ryan. And then in a death match, Danny Havoc goes one-on-one with Alex Colon. So that's, the, I guess, the finale of uh, Nation of Intoxication taking on uh, OI4K. Especially with Chris, you know, making his departure. Uh, also set for that card, though. Uh, the Dub Boys are set to be in action. Not sure against who, though. Uh, Tim Dontz goes one-on-one with the King of Taunts, David Starr. Uh, Joey Janella defends the Wire TV title against former champ Joe Gacy. And for the CZW title, Matramont defends against DJ Hyde. The Deej is trying to become champion again. Brilliant. I mean, we can guess what's happening. Especially considering... Uh, well, I don't know what's happening, but whatever. <laughs> I don't think DJ's winning. Otherwise, Cage of Death might not have as much of an impact. Uh, next up, uh, Shikara. Uh, it's a big weekend this weekend because it is the final weekend for Challenge of the Immortals and everything. I haven't got like the figures in front of me in terms of uh, what is um, what the stats are and the standings. Hopefully we'll definitely get them next week because uh, then we'll have uh, the brackets in terms of uh, what's happening. Because I don't know whether the I don't know whether the top two then have to face each other in the final on the the last show of the year or whether it's going to be something else. So we'll have to see. Uh, so first up Saturday, uh, key decisions happening. At the Goodwill Beneficial Association in Reading, Pennsylvania, on a hundred Madison Avenue, uh, you need to. If you are going, there are two places with the name. Apparently, uh, the post, the zip code that you need is one nine six zero five. So yeah, the full details: the Goodwill Beneficial Association on a hundred Madison Avenue, Reading, Pennsylvania. Zip code one nine six zero five. If you are going. There will be a few tickets, I believe, on the door. Show starts at 7 p.m. Uh, for the card, uh, we've got Missile Assault Man taking on Arctic Rescue Ant, Eddie Kingston versus the Proletariat Boar of Moldova, Icarus facing Snowflake, and then your Challenge of the Immortals matches. You've got your tag team match with Princess Kimberly and El Heo the Ice Cream facing Ophidian and Argus. Juan Francisco de Coronado, one-on-one with Pinky Sanchez. Uh, another tag team match with the Gentleman's Club, taking on Hallow Wicked and Frightmare. And then the big one, the Wrecking Crew of uh, Yaka, Blaster McMassive, Flex Rumble Cunch, and Max Mashmaster taking on the Arcane Horde of Oleg the Usurper, Oberian, Kodama, and a mystery... A, a mystery partner who all signs point from all the videos that we've seen and everything that the man 
the creature from the demon's toilet may be returning after nearly a year of being dead. Over a year of being dead. Let's hope he stays and lives. I can't say forever, but lives lives for a bit. <laughs> God damn it, Cobalt. We want you back. We want you back, Cobalt. We want you back. Ah. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, Shikara heads back to its home at the Wrestle Factory on November 8th for Babylon Springs, the penultimate show before the finale. Uh, Wrestle Factory located at 4711 Wingate Street in Philly, PA. Uh, bell time of 3 p.m. this time. Uh, it will be also featuring the final round robin matches in the challenge of the Immortals tournament. And for the usual, uh, kids 12 and under will be getting in free. And seating will be first come, first serve, because obviously it's a smaller venue, the Wrestle Factory. Uh, but we've still got uh, seven matches, which probably means eight with the bonus main event. Uh, the Campeonatos de Parejas will be on the line as NRG defend against the Punk Rock All-Stars. Gervais Cottonbelly goes one-on-one with Missile Assault Man. Fire Ant, uh, sorry, Oleg the Usurper takes on Yaka. And we got a four-way tag with Assyrian Portal, the Throwbacks, and two mystery tag teams. And then your final challenge of the Immortals matches for this year will see Fire Ant take on Silver Ant. So I think that's the last that's the last ant combination that needs to be done in singles competition. We've seen soldier, we've seen worker, and now we've got fire. So I think that'll be building to a. Uh, well, no, it's fire ant, silver ants, but then silver ant sort of went half weird. So I hope he isn't turning bad. We'll have to see. Uh, Heidi Lovelace goes one on one with soldier ant. And the Wrecking Crew take on the United Nations. I'm not sure whether that's a tag or trios or uh, Atomico's action. But that's Shikara. And then finally, uh, on iPay-Per-View, this Friday and Saturday, it's Evolve 51 and 52. Uh, Evolve 51 on Friday, coming from the Orpheum in Ybor City, Florida. There is an ACW kickoff show. At 8 p.m. and a bell time of 9 p.m. Uh, the 9 p.m. main Evolve show will be on iPay-Per-View at WWN Live, which you can also catch on the WWN Roku channel. Uh, set for the card, uh, we've got a top prospect showcase as Fred Yehi takes on Leo Rush, who's uh, filling in for the uh, occupied Andrew Everett. Uh, Ethan Page versus Peter Kasser. Uh Tracy Williams one-on-one with Martin Stone in a pure wrestling clinic, as it's been described here. A couple of challenge matches with Drew Gulak taking on Matt Riddle. Will Riddle Street continue? And TJ Perkins taking on Tony Nice. Uh, we've got Drew Galloway going one-on-one with Caleb Conley in Drew's return since the most stupid booking decision of Oh, you hit somebody. You're indefinitely suspended. Oh, wait, you'll come back because TNA's in trouble. Uh, And then the main event. Sorry, but I think that's the truth. Uh, Drew Galloway. uh, Sorry, uh, Timothy Thatcher defending the Evolve title against Johnny Gagano. Uh, In 
in terms of ticket prices, general admission is uh, $20, uh, sorry, $25 on the day of the show. Uh, $30 second row reserved ringside, which includes a $5 merch credit. Uh, and first row reserved ringside is $40, which uh, gets you an assigned event poster and $10 merch credit. And then there's a VIP stage seating for $50, which is meet and greet along with a sign poster and the $10 merch credit. And all of them will also include uh, seats to the ACW kickoff show happening uh, before the event. Uh, Evolve 52 on Saturday. Uh, that's going to have an FIP kickoff show at 6 p.m. with a bell time of 7. Again, uh, the Evolve 52 main show will be on iPay-Per-View via www.live.com. Uh, ticket prices here, uh, sort of similar. It's $20 general admission, $30 uh, second row, which includes $5 merch credit, and uh, $40 with $10 merch credit and a signed Evolve 52 event poster. All the, all the tickets also include... Uh, seats to the kickoff show at six but the main show at seven will be having Ethan Page taking on Leo Rush uh, Tony Nice with SoCal Val takes on Peter Kassa the challenge matches this time will have Caleb Connolly taking on TJ Perkins and Tracy Williams versus Matt Riddle in what will no doubt be a pro wrestling clinic as uh Evolve describes Johnny Gagano one-on-one with Drew Gulak. And then the rematch with all of the shenanigans. Well, actually, no. Because uh, Thatcher beat Galloway, and Galloway never got a chance to have any sort of rematch because of the stupid stuff that happened the night after. Either way, it will be Timothy Thatcher versus Drew Galloway. It is a non-title match, but expect if... Uh, Expect if uh, Evolver doing another show this year, expect it possibly to involve the title somewhere down the line. So, uh, there you go. That is all from me for this week. Uh, In case you noticed, I did say in my notes last week that I put over the net that there was going to be Shikara King of Trio stuff happening this week because of what I've had to because of what I've had to cover, that's now been delayed till next week, so that'll be uh, the show on the 13th, the show on the 20th, and then Black Friday on the 27th. So basically, if you store them up, you'll have your King of Trios bundle to listen to on Black Friday, when everybody is trying to murder each other in Walmart. Other stores are available. Check out all the other shows here on the SNS Radio Network. A new episode of Unplugged went up over the Halloween-y weekend. And it's a good one to check out. Uh, Some good stuff, especially uh, the Bray Wyatt stuff. I I think good points were made. Good points throughout the show. It's it's always a good listen from uh, Jeff and uh, Bronx. Uh, you can find all the details of them on the SNS Radio Network Facebook group 
and also the SNS Radio Network website, which is www.snsradionetwork.com. If you want to get in touch with this show, plenty of ways. You can email in holeindy@snsradionetwork.com. That's W-H-O-L-E-I-N-D-Y at snsradionetwork.com. Uh, if you don't know about that, just go to the website and you can find the email details on there. Uh, you can get in touch with a Facebook page. Just search the whole indie show on Facebook and you'll find it. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. We are at TWS underscore podcast. Uh, nothing happening this week, I believe, in terms of live stuff. Um, don't know when the next one is off the top of my head. I know that uh, Ring of Honor is obviously coming up and we've got a few CCW shows. So uh, we'll have to see. I probably won't be doing live tweets of the Raw Alternative stuff, but I will heavily, heavily push that over the weekend. You know, so you know where to go. You know what video to look for. So you know what to uh, bookmark when uh, you've got Raw on your television and independent wrestling on your laptop. You know, even if you just leave it running and don't even watch it, it's a viewer. And more numbers on YouTube will hopefully mean more things like this happen. I don't think it's going to happen every week, but every time that Beyond manages to set things up uh, to be able to uh, stream it, it's going to happen. So, uh, again, you know, thank you, Drew. That's what I have to say for setting this all up. Must be uh, a hell of a thing to do, but... Great to see the UK indies getting a chance to shine on the next alternative. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at AshesMyNameUK. Uh, you can also, if you like the show, leave us some feedback on Stitcher or iTunes. Uh, say what was good, say what was bad. Say what was sort of good, say what was sort of bad. Say what you were indifferent were about. I don't know. Give it whatever rating you want. Give it 17 stars, even though that rating doesn't exist. You might as well. Uh, Song of the Night, just because I can't think of anything else, and because it was going to be the Song of the Night last week, it's the Beatles with Hey Bulldog. Because do I know any more? Probably not. I'm not going to yelp like a dog. Either way, this was Ashley. That has been your weekly slice of indie goodness. Have a good week, and I'll see you next time.